0: Hello and welcome to episode three of The Two Tones, Tony Moakley, Tony DeBolfo. Tone, there is so much to talk about, Uh, we've got to start with the game on Sunday, footy back at Princess Park.
1: Wasn't it absolutely magnificent, Tony, to uh, see um, a game of football played here once again? Uh, Okay, admittedly the result wasn't what anyone would have wanted, but... My word, didn't the old girl look magnificent, uh, you know, in immaculate condition for a game of footy and um, I think there's uh, a lot to work on um, for future carton games, uh, certainly in the in the pre-season period here at, here at Icon Park.
0: It was quite a day. The sun was shining. It was beautiful from that point of view. The uh, club, the, the place was just, you couldn't turn around and not hit a club legend, which was amazing. The story I heard... Uh, from a supporter who, uh, who will remain nameless, mainly because I didn't ask him his name, but we had a, quite an interesting <laughs> chat on the day. He was telling me he'd turned up with Wayne Johnson and uh, tried to get in. He, I don't think he had, a, he had a ticket. He was supposed to be here. He was giving a talk uh, to some supporters and he was stopped at the door by security just out the front. <laughs> And they said, I'm uh, sorry, you don't have a ticket. And he pointed at the wall and he said, see that name up there? That's me. <laughs> Get out of my insert expletive here Why? <laughs> so and he's, he's still got a bit enough. about him. Yes, exactly. Absolutely.
1: But look, Tony, um, that's a great story. And I uh, what I loved about it was the match day ritual, again, to be able to, to – You know, parked the car down Pigdon Street. I walked into the um, Great Northern Hotel for a shandy pre-match with my father and my boy. Um, Dad had taken me to the games here for so many years. And it was lovely to actually take him back, you know, to bring him along for the day and to take my boy along also to immerse him into what this great ground meant to, to me and people, you know, my... Vintage and um, it was just superb. I I, I have to uh, commend the the Carlton Media Department for the way that it promoted the match because I I think we got, you know, 19,000 people to a game that probably didn't justify that attendance. Yes. Um, What a shame the players weren't able to, uh, you know, probably uh, deliver on their part of the bargain. Admittedly, it was an inexperienced team. We had boys versus men. But um, maybe a thought for next time, hopefully if there is a next time, is that the game is played uh, the week before the opening round of the season so that all our players are are up and running in what will effectively be a a dress rehearsal for the first game of uh, AFL Home and away football. It's a great idea.
0: I mean, to as you say, to use the old girl uh, once or twice a year. We we had we were taken to school, if you like. Um, now, can I mention that we were chatting to the ground manager before the podcast? Well, yes, indeed. did. And um, basically, he pointed out that the two tones are a pair of fantasists. Uh, daydreaming, uh, we're away with the pixies, if we think that this ground could be used on a kind of regular basis because there are just hard and fast economic realities that you cannot get around and that when it comes to using this ground on a more regular basis.
1: They're, they're, you're right, Tony. And, I, you know, I came off the long run and I was certainly trying to... You're mount, in there trying. You really tried to make the argument, Tony. I, yeah. I, I was, I was... I was... Pitching and he keep yeah, whacking, you know, exactly. unfortunately. But, um, you know, I just sort of take note of the trend in league football where we see, you know, Adelaide and Port Adelaide ditching West Lakes to come back to the old Adelaide Oval. And then you see St Kilda ditch, you know, their most recent facility at Seaford to go back to Moorabbin, admittedly as a training base. Mm. And then you see, um, uh, you know, all, all those other suburban clubs, uh, I, I guess... You know, play games at the MCG now. Um, and I was thinking about this: that you know, when when the Victorian member clubs, particularly, left home to go to the MCG, and Eddie had, what did they give up? Maybe it was their DNA. Maybe it was their identity. Because if you think about what makes Carlton different to Collingwood or to Essendon or to Richmond or to North Melbourne, you can you can home in on the on the the, the territory, you know, and and, and the unique suburbs from which all these football clubs are, are headquartered, yeah. you know, and um, so, you know, are we, uh, would it be back to the future? I'd love to see it happen, you know, where, where games would be fixed again at the suburban venues. Um, you know, to put on a game like that, like at the weekend, 18,000 through the gate here at Icon Park, I'm not sure that the, the, the club would have made a lot of money on it, and and when, when the club... Uh, gets its act together again on the field, not if, but when, you know, maybe we're looking at at memberships of 50,000, 60,000 plus. Yeah. The ground won't be able to cater for those sorts of numbers unless unless the AFL and the state government come to the party in terms of funding to maybe increase the capacity of the venue. But that's... You know that's that's um, that could a, be but, fanciful at this stage.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because you've got the local council and that as well. You've got uh, local residents who kick up a fuss about uh, the ground being utilised again. Yes. Um, look, it's a romantic idea. Uh, we uh, probably you're just, just to, idea? Yeah, well, I I like to think so, but uh, I don't think I'll be waltzing with uh, the old lady who is Princess Park again. Unfortunately. Um, I think it was what? What was the figure quoted? Ten million dollars to to tart it up or to get it
1: up to AFL standard. Well, that's very true. And, and look, ten million dollars doesn't sound like a lot in the overall scheme of things. Maybe if you get the state government, the AFL on board, maybe even federal government funding, mm. with the balance made up by the you know the Carlton club itself. Yeah. You know, uh, you know who's to say that it couldn't happen? But you know, in the harsh economic realities. Of this world And given where Carlton's at At the moment Maybe um, There are other priorities Mm. That you know The club has to um, You know I guess Take care of We will uh, Watch that one With interest Uh, Speaking of
0: watching Well With varying degrees Of interest uh, The game on Sunday What were your thoughts On that Tone
1: Well look I think like all Supporters, I came along principally to see the performance of the uh, the national draftees, you know, yes. and uh, and they were all on show, you know. We saw uh, the big five all out there, you know, strutting their stuff, and and I think it was so heartening just to see those boys um, out there uh, running around chasing the leather. Um, you could see glimpses of the future, you know, where Carlton's hitting, and uh, and that was uh, in, in an otherwise, you know tough afternoon. I think that that was t- terrific to see. Um, Jakob Wietering, we spoke about him <laughs> last week. Uh, he looked like a, a man that had been, you know, commanding the footy for the last five years. Yeah. Um, and what what was particularly impressive about his game was how well he played when Mick Jamison left the field, you know, for the second half. Mm. Um, it was as if um, this was uh, Wietering's cue call to basically take command of the uh, defensive half for the Carlton team. And he was just superb, you know, his poise and his cool-headedness and his ability to get to the ball and and to make the right decisions when he had the ball it was, was sublime, you know. And, and um, all the good players seem to have half an hour, you know, when they yes, get the ball to, yeah. to either dispose of it as they will or make use of it as they will. And he was one of those players, I was particularly impressed with him. And I was also really impressed, I think, with the raw talent of, uh, you know, the other players. Charlie Kurnow, I think, is another one. You know, he's a big athletic guy that really, I think, um, in time will make his presence really felt in the contest. You know, probably a player that's capable of playing anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, Harry Mackay, another one that got a taste of it, very raw, but, but... a, a nice mover, you know, an athletic player. Is he a uh, forward come Ruckman or Ruckman come forward? Time will tell. Um, and uh, we also got a glimpse of Jack Silvani in the second half. And yeah. uh, Jack was really lively. It was great to see. And, um, you know, when uh, the uh, the scuffle erupted uh, the third quarter, uh, it was great to see... Um, son of Joe, uh, in there, in there.
0: Getting his licks in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. It's good to have a pre-season scuffle. It so is. that they're scuffle fit by it, the time it, the season proper it rolls never around. never did
1: any man any harm, no. Tony. Um, so I was really, really rapt to see um, the future of Carton on show. And I think for any Carton supporters there, um, that was probably what they took Away from the game, yeah. But moreover, it was the experience of coming back to the to the ground and being part of the the old Carlton Grand experience. Yeah. think is what what stands out for, for most of them. There were some big names,
0: obviously, missing from. Yes, you know, there, I mean, this was the in the, the post game analysis or in the post mortem afterwards. Um, that fact kept being mentioned that well, there was about five or six well, uh, I, I, starting
1: it, players. Very, very true, and I, and obviously that was what what uh, you know, I guess, showed up. So conclusively in the game, you know, uh, you had a, a, as I said earlier, boys versus men, where, um, you know, you had Eston with its top up players, yeah. you know, fellows like Crowley running around that have been around forever, um, versus, um, you know, a team that was b- really bereft of, of any experience or, yeah. or leadership. And um, it's worth Documenting some of the names of the players that weren't available. Um, you know, watching from the leaning, I think it was Mark Murphy, Bryce Gibbs, Cripper, um, Cripper Matty Cruiser, Andrew Walker, Dale Thomas. Um, Though it was Simon White. Yeah. I mean, that's a to a line, effectively yeah. that wasn't there. And um, and I think um, you know once that experience comes back and, and with it the leadership, I I, I know it's going to augur well for the right. team as a whole, and, and uh, we need them all up and running. Let's be, let's be honest.
0: Um, it was – I've got to say, when we were talking about the experience of being at the suburban ground – just the joy in watching people lean over the fence and give Goddard a mouthful, I've got to say, that was worth the price yeah. of admission alone.
1: It was a shame it wasn't a wet day, Tony, because then you would have had the old lady, you know, with an umbrella, <laughs> whacking him on the head, you know, hanging over the ground. And, uh, it wasn't to be. But look, it was it was magnificent to yeah, hear the hoots uh, for BJ. And, um, and look, people just love... Getting into the game again uh, 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 at the bastion of the, of the Carlton Football Club. Um, uh, Bef- yeah, was- well, before I forget, Tony, you remember last year you were talking about there was a
0: man who used to come to the ground. He used to get here at what I think eleven a.m. or ten
1: a.m. and roll out a yes. big kind of banner. Yes, cross you, give- Yes, cross you, Ugalaz Couldn't beat Carlton in a month of Sundays. Our bonds of blues will do your mob like a dinner and we're fair dick sport. That was the banner that ran half the way from the Garton Street Inn around the Royal Parade Inn. That was Paul Brush. I think we had him in as a guest. Yeah. And uh, I think he was here at the weekend too. Um, but, I mean, because it was a, an informal game and there was no probably obligation to sponsors, maybe – we needed to get oh, that better out geez, again, that would have been fun. and it's food for thought, isn't it? That that if there is a, a corresponding game next year, mm. that maybe they could really take it back, and you know we can get, yes. get those that sort of colour back. You know that um, I suppose sadly is you know in many respects been lost to the game. But um, the field umpire that officiated in the game, Tony, to be commended, Eleni Gluftsis. yes, um, did a great job. Uh, you know, successfully complete the first bounce without, without a problem. No pressure. No, no pressure at all. And the um, lo- lovely thing that happened, um, performed for the whole game, did well, and was actually applauded from the field and actually responded to the crowd, which is, did you ever think you'd ever no. see that happen with an <laughs> no. umpire? Um, so, but, but the point I'll make about, about her game is that you, you look at the way she umpired and you say to yourself, you know, why... Haven't there been field, field, female field umpires for the last fifty years, hundred years? There's no reason why there couldn't have been. Well, why, it, w- why wasn't there? You know, um, she did a great job, and all power to her.
0: So uh, the old saying, "The march of a thousand miles begins with a single step." Tone. So, very, uh, very, yeah, very so, true. Um, now, um, before we move on, I want to just get you to name check some of the uh, Carlton greats that you saw around. I, I'm going to reel off. Uh, saw uh, Buckley. Uh, Jimmy Buckley, that is. I saw Mark McClure work yes. his way through the crowd. Yes, yes. On the point of being grumpy, <laughs> which won't surprise anybody, somebody said, uh, Step aside, there's a legend coming through. And he said, Oh, no, not today, mate. Don't give me that.
1: Um, and I saw Ange Christo. Ange Christo there. And of course, we had the great John Nichols um, and David Mackay. Yeah. On. The only living man in Carlton history to have played in three premiership victories over Collingwood, oh. uh, he's still dining out, out <laughs> on that swamp. Uh, They were all here, Tone, yeah. and they uh, and they they spoke uh, at halftime to the uh, the faithful. It was great to hear the thoughts of Nick and Swan Mackay. I think Nick was on record as saying, "I hate Essendon." I think that was a comedy made oh. uh, that went down well. Yeah, um, but it was it was tremendous to see those men of stature. Back at the club, and I think that's a, a fair indication that um, they, like so many members and supporters, believe again in where the football club is heading and yeah. and, and, and what Brendan Bolton's done uh, for the transformation of this team so I, I think people voted with their feet, particularly the, the legends it was great to see them in the House and hopefully this is a you know um, this is in part the whole. Of where where Carlton's going and and uh, where it wants to be. Uh, did you actually get to speak to any of them, Tony? I, I briefly had a chat with um, with uh, the Swan. Yeah, and I mean the Swan was re- really rapt to be back. Um, uh, and a great advocate again, as I said earlier, of where where Carlton's going. Um, and uh, look, they're all great Carlton people. Yeah. Let's let's be honest. You know, from afar, they followed the team. Um, uh, David's uh, still connected with the spirit of Carlton, so his contributions are, you know, quite quite substantial. Um, it was just magnificent to see them, them all in the room. I didn't get a chance to have a chat to Jimmy or or Wayne Johnston, as you mentioned, but um, there were a lot of people here, you know, and the members and supporters were clamouring in for p- the prime real estate behind the goals here at the Heatley Stand Inn, yeah, the yeah. old Heatley Stand End. yeah. So it, it, there was a buzz around the place, you know, and um, it, it was really – it was palpable. You know, you could feel the the energy, you know, from the supporters and the members.
0: Yeah, that, look, that's what you'll take away if you ignore the scoreline, and uh, it doesn't bear repeating. We lost by ten goals, but yeah, that comes across. That just. Atmosphere, the sense of history. I was watching at one point, and somebody just uh, turned to his mate and said, "That's where I saw Buzz take the mark." Yes, and you know, you you get you know, you get moments like that that are just absolutely priceless. Absolutely,
1: you know, it was it was it was a great day, a great day for um, for the supporters and the members who turned out. Shame about the result. Well, that's all right. There's always next week. Um, Now.
0: Uh, Carlton are actually aiming to hit 51,000 members before round one and we're urging all who support the old Dark Navy Blues to be officially hashtag tone bound bound by by blue. blue. There we go. With prices and packages to suit everyone, not to mention free general admission, access to all NAB Challenge games. There's never been a better opportunity to show your true colours. The current membership tally, there, Tony.
1: Current membership tally, Tony, is thirty nine thousand three hundred ninety eight uh, members. So we we need, uh, we, you know, we're looking for fifty one. You know, by uh, you know round one of the season. Let's let's try and give it a real red hot. Nudge and um, see how close we get
0: That's only 12,000 That's true It's That's imminently
1: true. doable That is very, very true You know, maybe it's a, a practice match win away You know, if we can get a couple yeah. uh, I, I, You know, under the belt uh, Leading into the uh, the Richmond game It might actually help get us over the line Tone, I, I missed my moment a, a moment ago But uh, in respect to the past players Might I just say that uh, Many of them are coming back to the club this Saturday uh, mem- We're looking at former players players of the club, together with former officials of the club, their children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, where applicable, are coming back um, just as a real, real gathering of, um, of uh, old Carlton people as a forerunner to what we hope is a regular occurrence, to get the past players back. And I've been a little bit involved in this, and I can say that we're getting back people whose names... The steeped in Carlton history uh, tradition, um, the, the sins of Robert Heatley will be here. Oh, wow. Um, Diane Baxter, the daughter of Ken Baxter, he played in three premierships, 38, 45, 47. Wow. She'll be here. Gary Crane is in the team of the century is coming along. Tommy Albert and David Glaskett will be here. Great. Um, so they're all coming back um, because they they actually uh, believe in, in – where the club is heading How and, long's Tommy's hair These days uh, Well it's still The same length I think this really? I think this You know It's the salt and pepper look, though <laughs> a, a bit <laughs> like Don't yours Don't knock it I'm a big <laughs> fan of it Yeah But I believe it's still You know Collar length um, So uh, Tommy What a great player For Carlton oh. He was You know and, and he's up for it He's looking forward To coming back And and uh, it's going to be an opportunity for the past players, the grandkids and children to, I, I guess, have a kick on the hallowed turf. Yep. Uh, go into the rooms where the father's, grandfather's num- locker numbers yeah. are. And um, it's just all part of welcoming old Carlton back into the fold. And um, I think, you know, if, if anything's to be learnt on what happened on Sunday – is that the Carlton people are coming back? You know, yeah. um, they've been galvanised, and um, I've said this before on radio that, you know, when times we're in adverse times, uh, we've been through it. All we really have is each other, mm. so we have to keep together. And I, I think it's great that the Carlton people are turning out and supporting their team because um, it is strength in numbers. Well, kudos to the club for things like this. They're the one percenters that do make a
0: big difference. And yes, it's, uh, that's a great thing to do. Very true, Tony. I. I had the sense as I left the ground, uh, I left about halfway through uh, the third quarter the other day, um, that even though it seemed as though, as people kept saying, normal service had resumed... Um, in terms of, you know, on-field performance, you do have to keep reminding yourself that there was a whole bunch of kids playing out there who have never played with each other. Mm. So that kind of uh, trust that you get, having played lots of games with each other, just wasn't there. They're still getting to know each other a lot. So you you put the defeat, a 10-goal defeat, in the context of that, that there, as you say, there's uh, kids just getting a run, then, um, you know, you look forward two months, three months, uh, this out this outfit is finding itself. Very and, true. Uh, yeah, and there's just a, there's a lot more potential there than there has been in the last couple of years. Very,
1: very true, Tony. And the powers that be, you know, I know Steve Trigg is on record, the coach himself, Mark LeJJ, they all said, you know, the club's on a journey. Yeah. The team is on a journey and uh, we have to be part of it with them. Uh, and, you know, however long the journey takes, you know, I think the, the, the J curve is heading... The right way, um, and I suppose over the next year, too, the, the list will keep turning over. We'll keep getting good, good players in, and um, fingers crossed, the team performs accordingly and um, and gets gets the club back to where it wants to be. You know, it's um, it's been a long time coming, but um, hopefully, it happens soon. Exactly as Churchill would
0: say, uh, soon may we be frolicking in the broad. Sunlit uplands of success. <laughs> Here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sick of you in the bad leads, Tony. That's for sure. Damn right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, it's been uh, Tony Moakley, Tony Dubolfo. This has been episode three of the Two Tones. Thank you to our producer today, Danielle, who's done a magnificent job. Uh, a
1: sterling job. Luke is gone, by the yes, way. He's, uh,
0: he's, no, well, he's not gone, gone.
1: He hasn't been traded. Well, I'm very... It, impressed with Dan- Danielle's um, uh, capacity to hold the thing together. She's so done a magnificent
0: so, job, and uh, the, the prettiest dress you'll ever see. Very, I
1: very. It is, I said it, it's very, it's very it Brooklyn. I saw that film last night, yeah. and it, it reminded me straight away of those magnificent oh. garbs oh. that were going around in the uh, the in that glorious era, you know, the nineteen fifties, Tony. Magnificent.
0: Ah, well, look, we're not a fashion podcast, tone. We keep our uh, eyes firmly on the footy. Maybe and that's we...
1: why the ratings are down, Toby. We need to
0: lift them. <laughs> We're doing all right. Uh, we'll catch you next week. This has been The Two Times.